students. Uh, my name is Tom and I'm with the wonderful Luke. Hello Luke. Hello. Uh, so we're going to just try and chat to you guys um, about what's been going on in students for the first four weeks but also um, how we've all started off connecting with each other. Uh, we are currently sat in the boardroom at church. Um, how do you feel about it? A bit daunted, actually, Tom. It's a very, um, it's a very posh, very well laid out room. They've recently done it up, and I feel like we're a bit out of place. It, I kind of feel like someone's just going to walk through the door and kick us out. Actually, Do we're you? like we, fit, you know, we're not quite boardroom standard people. Yeah, maybe you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're sat in the boardroom, um, and we, we've just actually been talking about um, students and, and how it's been so far, and and we're actually talking about how amazing it's been um, to kind of see all of you guys come to Lincoln, do your thing, um, but also how you've settled into church and how you've created this amazing invitational culture, inviting your housemates and your course mates along to stuff. Um, and it's been really, really exciting to see. And one of the most exciting things uh, was we started our connect groups. Uh, and Luke, you're one of our connect group leaders. Uh-huh. With your lovely wife, Claire. My lovely wife, Claire. How do you think it went? Um, I've, I really enjoyed it, actually, Tom. Like, I think Claire and I were, um, were in our room before everyone was in there. And, like, we don't know anyone who's coming. And um, we don't know, quite know how it's going to go. Sometimes you get a group of people who are all really quiet. Some of them all want to talk over each other. But actually... We, like the vibes of our group was really really good people were confident enough to share despite not knowing everyone that well and um, and we just had a really good chat about discipleship and also just got to know each other a bit better as well which was great yeah you know what we, we were so encouraged by it to the point where actually we've had to start a new group um, because of it so next time we meet instead of three groups there's going to be four groups uh, and we can already see the problem of actually we need to probably have a fifth group coming on soon so that's just really exciting and that kind of brings us into what we want to talk about today really so the first week of connect groups we talked about discipleship um, and the importance of and, and what actually it is um, so we're, me and you are going to chat about that today is that okay Sounds great. Superb. Um, so the whole point of this is we want to make sure people feel connected to a live church as much as possible. Um, and one of the things we want to do is make sure people are discipled and discipled well. Um, so in, in the Connect Group, we started talking about how um, who we are becoming is formed by our daily routines and practices of our, of our everyday lives. Um, and actually that the power of spiritual discipline is central to the journey of discipleship. Um, so Luke, in, in, so in 1 John, uh, it says the purpose of discipleship is to become like Jesus, to live as Jesus did, and to follow the pathway that he sets out. Um, so w- when you look at that, what, what does it look like to you to live as Jesus did? That's a great question, Tom. It's something we spent a bit of time thinking about in our, um, our group last week. And for those of you who weren't there, the question we put to the group was, um, imagine your campus, imagine all the things that are going on in your campus. You know, people are sitting in the library doing some work, having a drink in the bar, socialising, getting a coffee, um, trying to get an essay in last minute, um, meeting up, having a party, whatever it is. You know, all those things that happen on campus, joining clubs and societies. What would it look like if Jesus walked onto campus and started interacting with um, with students now in um, 21st century Lincoln and um, and it was really good to really interesting to kind of think about the answers that people had with thinking Jesus would go and talk to people he would 
join in conversations with people he'd have that unique way of being able to love people without judging them but also challenging people to um, to live differently to um, to follow him in a really um, radical and inspiring way and um, and then what would it look like for us to um, to walk on campus in the same way he does that verse in one John says um, whoever um, abides in him should walk in the same way he walked so what does it look like for us to walk um, in the way that Jesus did and that's really the theme and the tone I guess of what we want to be looking at over the few weeks it's not just something you can get all the answer to and right go that is the fundamental question of discipleship I think how do we walk in our own lives in the way that Jesus does yeah and I guess it's not also about just replicating um, somebody else in church so it's not about replicating that we want to have like 50 tons or we want to have you know 50 oh, looks disaster it would be a disaster <laughs> I mean 50 looks would be even worse um, just to point out I've had to take everything off Luke to do this podcast because he fidgets so much so next to me I've literally got a pen a diary four other pens a key a red a wedding ring a watch and a mobile phone just to stop him <laughs> don't tell Claire you took the wedding ring because yeah, she hates it when I take it off but, but 50 of them would literally drive everybody insane so we're not, we're not called to be replicated because of other people no. um, actually what's great is we're actually all individuals with an individual purpose yeah. and call um, but also we're, we're called to replicate the works of Jesus and, yeah. and what Jesus did yeah, uh, and right. actually it says in the Bible we'll do more mm. uh, than that so I, I guess it's that kind of thing of uh, the importance of understanding um, that we, when, when we want to look at someone to kind of be more like it's not about the person kind of sat next to you at church as such yeah. it's, the, it's the person who created the church and that's Jesus that's right. Yeah. Superb. So how can we all make sure um, that we, we stay dedicated to this or we, we remain focused on this? It's a great question. I think for me, the f- a fundamental thing for, um, for particularly for students, but for everyone is to be really um, plugged into church. Um, and um, I guess the, the way I'd explain that is that the, the Bible talks about church being like the body of Christ. Um, or the body of Jesus. So we are Jesus's hands and feet here on earth. And um, and so if we, we're to do that, we need to be connected in with each other. We can't just be off doing our own thing. Um, if we say that we want to be a Christian and, and live as um, the way Jesus did, we can't do that if we're, if we're out on our own. That's a bit like chopping your hand off and hoping your hand makes a massive difference in the world without it being attached to the rest of your body. It's just going to be like a limp, dead hand somewhere. Um, whereas it needs to be plugged in in the right place, know its purpose, know how it's different to the rest of the body um, so that it can be used really effectively. Um, every person in our Connect group is um, unique and uniquely different um, and um, and but also made for a big purpose from um, from God. And it's trying to discover that. And we do that in groups of people. We don't do that on our own. Um, so it's really important that we, um, once we find the church, we get really stuck into it. No church is perfect at all, um, but it's the best place that you can discover your gifts and be used um, and be sent out from to go and impact your campus. Yeah, I, th- I think it's sometimes really easy, isn't it, to get busy with life. Uh, I'm busy with joining societies yeah. and clubs and, and doing these different things. Yeah. Uh, in fact, one thing we're, we're looking at at the, the hubs, the worship event, is looking at actually sometimes we spend so much time doing Christianity, we forget how we can be a Christian mm. um, and actually focusing more on what's it like to yeah, stop right. and actually God, actually asking God, like, who am I? Who do you see me as? Um, who do you want me to be? What do you want me to do? Rather than, I need to do this, give this away, be here, be there, and be that. Yeah. 
Um, and I guess that comes from being plugged into a church and mm. a community. And yes, there's elements of societies which do that, um, but there is part of the local church and actually what that does together. Yeah. Um, all generations as well, actually. Yeah. There's a whole load of things we can learn yeah. from that. And actually something I found really refreshing about being at church time was that um, it plugged me into a world outside of my uni bubble and you realise that actually, despite university... Uh, campus is really big and there's lots of students around actually there's a whole world outside of that and um, and being part of a church connects you into that and, and almost allows you to step back for a bit from campus life and plug you into other things that are going on as well um, which I found really refreshing it's um, it's like being able to sort of step back and, and take a look at how uni life's going and um, and connect you in with people who are different to you it's really really healthy yeah amazing and that leads us on to what we looked at in the group. So in the group, we we had five areas, mm. um, which we kind of said if we if we follow these five areas and discuss what this looks like, actually we might be able to be more focused on the art of discipleship uh, and how we can become more like Jesus and how we can help others do the same. Because ultimately, it's not just about us; it's about bringing other people in along the way as well and getting them to understand uh, that the life changing power of God. Um, so these five things we've already touched on the first one so the first one Luke is join Um, so joining a connect group uh, and maybe other groups in church can give us all an opportunity to build our friendships and grow spiritually Uh, it also provides space to serve and bless others and to explore and use the gifts that God has given you so we we kind of say look join join a church join a connect group that's our heart Um, it's not about kind of um, us saying we're the best church join us we're saying join and find a local church and we believe alive Uh, we welcome students well we love students and we've got some great work Um, but we can't highly recommend the, the point of joining a church and joining a connect group so Luke um, how could people uh, being connected to Alive on a deeper level support their discipleship journey? Um, so, is this, so is this someone who's coming into church who's new or someone who's already connected into Alive and been there for a, a while? Yeah, that's a great point. I think, I think we could probably talk about both, to be fair. Yeah. I think we, you know, there's, there's, there's an importance of someone coming to church for the first time to understand discipleship and that journey mm. through church, but also somebody who has been to church all their life um, actually, the, the importance of discipleship is still there for that person. Yeah. I guess, like, I, th- I guess this, if we go take it from someone like who's who's just joining the church, because that's where loads of new students are at, particularly. Um, I would say just get really involved. Um, turn up on a Sunday and um, and turn up to connect group and um, and make those consistent things that you come along to. Um, think about it this way: put um, if you, have you heard the expression "put your rocks in first? Is that like no? Hit me with it. No, okay. Not with so, a rock. So no, yeah, yeah. I've just got a load of rocks under the table. Um, but imagine you've got like a massive um, jar or a bowl, and you want to put stuff in it. And that bowl represents the amount of time you've got in a in a week. And the most important things are your rocks. You've got some. You've got a load of rocks, and for some reason, the rocks are really important to put in the bowl. Um, you also have some um, small pebbles, some sand, and some water. Um, if you fill it all up with small pebbles, sand and water, you won't have any space for your rocks. But if you put your, all of the rocks in first, you can then put some pebbles
stones and you can then put some sand in which fills up the little gaps around the pebbles and then you could probably pour some water inside of it and then you've still got a full bowl but you've got your rocks in um, so when you start uni it's almost like you've got all of this time um, and you can choose how you use it and it's a scary amount of time so think about how you fill it up what are the things that are priorities clubs and societies are great but they're not like a rock they're not the most important things your most important things if you want to follow Jesus are your time with church your time in reading the Bible your time um, connecting with people who are going to spur you on so put those things in first and then you can start adding other things in around that that work really well and that builds you a really foundational good foundation so I think make it a priority to serve on a team um, in a church as well as um, as well as attending because that will give you a sense of ownership of what's going on you're not just turning up to something and receiving it you know church isn't like a concert you go to um, where you just receive a service and you you enjoy it or you don't enjoy it actually you can be really involved in it and I think every student here has got a part to play um, and that's what I think makes church really exciting um, and I'll say something really um, countercultural and um, maybe a bit offensive and that's um, give some money to church and I wouldn't say yeah. um, and I'm not saying that because you know I mean I don't get paid by church it doesn't really affect me personally but um, Jesus tells us that where your treasure is there your heart is also mm-hmm. so a really good way to connect your heart to church if that's what you want is to start giving a bit to church it's a really really good practice um, and Jesus talks about money all the time and how we prioritise our spending so um, I mean when I was a student I said I didn't have money but I was spending money left right and centre you know I'd go out and spend you know 30-40 quid on a night out and then I'd get a takeaway um, buy some more food you know what I'm like with food I buy it all the time um, but you think actually if I could save a bit of that I'd be able to prioritise some giving into church so it's something to think about it's not out of legalism but it's a really good thing to do so if you prioritise those two things um, giving with your money giving with your time and turning up to, to church I think that leaves you in a really good place yeah it's kind of the concept of gyms isn't it like if a gym was free most people wouldn't go to it but if you pay for it you're probably more likely to attend yeah. because that's something which you know by investing in it yeah. you're, you're making yourself stronger and better yeah. but um, whereas I probably well you're a gym junkie aren't you Tom uh, I, like leg day <laughs> like, I never skip leg day never skip leg day to be fair me, me otherwise and... you end up with a massive like upper body and then like really skimpy matchstick legs like Popeye like Popeye yeah <laughs> me and my wife used to go to a, go to a gym um, and she was brilliant she went to all the classes and she did everything whereas I basically just tithed to the gym <laughs> and um, I found these two old boys that stayed in the hydrotherapy pool <laughs> and the sauna and I just chatted to them the whole time amazing so that kind of win-win you can convince your wife you're in the gym and you're um, you're actually just going there for a bit of a chill out and a bit of a bit of a break that's yeah. quite fun yeah but I just got fatter <laughs> <laughs> that is a really great picture though of how we can treat church if we're not careful because church is like if you're thinking like church is like your spiritual gym um, you can just turn up to church and sit at the back and like just enjoy some of the benefits of it without really getting involved yeah. um, and, um, and so basically don't be like Tom at the gym and sit at the back in the sauna area which might be like more relaxing and less like burdensome on your time but um, actually you won't get the full benefits of being part of church by just sitting at the back yeah 
Look, I'm quite wise, aren't I? That's brilliant, mate. Thank you. We could stop that there, <laughs> but we can't because I've said there's five points and we've done one <laughs> and we've got about hey, ten minutes left. The best, best is yet to come, Tom. <laughs> so that's the first one. One is join. Join a church, join a connect mm. group and get involved as much as you possibly can. The second one is walk. So this Christian life is not always easy um, no. and it's, it's, it's never said it's going to be, um, but finding someone to join you on that journey and meet with you regularly with support and strength and encourage you just in your daily walk um, and someone that can remind you that you're not on your own actually is a really key part of discipleship totally um, so Luke have you ever thought about being discipled by someone um, I've thought about it no yeah I have yeah yeah it's something I think about a lot actually and discipleship's really um, really fluid actually Jesus did most of his discipleship in groups of people he didn't do it one to one and um, although he did meet people one to one and there's loads of other examples in the in the Bible of that but discipleship um, comes from the word discipline and it's this um, it's how do we together learn from each other to follow Jesus and something I find really exciting about this is that everybody reflects something a bit different about God's character and um, and who God is and I think there's something really good in everyone um, that we can um, we can learn to re- replicate and so when we were talking to our connect group I, I fully expect to learn from them how to follow yeah. Jesus better as well as hopefully they learn from bits of me as that's well good. and together we can go on a bit of a journey and grow and that's really my heart for, for student work. Yeah, that's great. It's the whole iron sharpens iron thing, isn't yeah. it? It's that whole everyone's got a, a part to play. I, th- I think for me, I, I I look back at people who I've got in my life who have discipled me through kind of the good times, the bad times, and just and just the normal times. And and I always think back to um, kind of the whole thing of walking in the dust of your rabbi. That's something I always kind of hold by me quite closely. Mm. And it's that how much dust and dirt are we collecting on our feet and what dust and dirt are we collecting so actually am I following somebody who's telling me how to do life properly and am I collecting this experience on my feet that's a good experience that's great or am I following something that actually is making my feet ache and dirty and so I can't actually get a better journey that's great Um, so it's okay to pick up dust on your feet but Mm. it's just who you pick that dust from that I think is important and I know that there's people who have left great marks on my life because I followed their instruction, yeah. I followed their way. Yeah, pick, picking who you follow is so, is so, so important. And um, I think that's why you, you can't just say you're following Jesus on your own. We need people to, mm. around us who can model that, we can learn from. Um, and as we start doing it, there'll be people who then look to you and start yeah. start um, start imitating the ways that you're, you're living as well. So we pass it on. Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of a challenge for us as individuals is kind of what dirt are we leaving behind? Mm. Actually, what, what dirt are we putting onto other people's feet? Uh, that's kind of a challenge for us. So that's the second one, walk. Please just make sure that um, you're plugged into a connect group or you, you've got somebody who you can class as someone who can disciple you and walk through life with you. Mm. Uh, it might be more than one person, um, but maybe this week go out there and challenge yourself to maybe ask somebody to be your discipler. It's probably like asking that girl at the school disco for the first time a little bit awkward and a little bit hard to do but it's definitely worth doing if you get through to it yeah I was thinking about this earlier this week Tom it kind of brings on to the next point which was um, which was about reading Hmm. um, the Bible which instructs the way we walk I was reading um, a chapter yesterday 
in um, in one Peter, which which talks loads about the way that we disciple each other, and um, and Peter says he's talking about um, going out and having like wild drinking parties, which is like so familiar to uni life. Yeah. And um, and he said he comments with respect to these things. They're surprised when you don't join in. And how many times as a student um, I felt um, like I was being maligned or um, or put to the side because um, I didn't join in with all that mm. stuff, and people were surprised with me for not joining in. Um, and actually, that's. Um, it's it's so encouraging to know that the Bible t- tells me to expect that, yeah. um, and that, I think that's where the rubber hits the road with like reading the Bible and, and walking because I, f- I felt really encouraged knowing that actually if people are surprised at the way that you're living, you're probably doing something right. Whereas I kind of felt like in that moment I was doing something wrong because of that. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it's, it's totally that thing of actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Isn't it? Sometimes actually. Um, by, by digging into church and digging into the Bible and adapting that to your life, um, you will only start making bigger ripples in a pond. Um, I think that's what's pretty cool. So yeah, that is, that is point three, read. Uh, so find a time and place and pattern for reading the Bible every day. Um, as you follow the Bible, um, in one year, be expectant about seeing your life and walk with God transformed. Mm. And, and, and just, that's just by listening to his voice through the scripture. Um, learning the ways of Jesus helps us live the ways of Jesus. You'll never know who Jesus was if you don't dig into what he's been doing and what he's done in his life. It's okay saying I believe in him and then just hoping for the best in the future. But until we dig into actually what he is and who he is and understand that, that's when we can become that's more great. like each other. That's really good. Um, so Luke, how do you read the Bible at the moment? Um, I actually really like listening to the Bible. Great. And um, I find that really helpful because, um, as you know, I'm a massive fidget and sitting and concentrating on reading is difficult. Um, and I struggle I've, I think I've been listening to it since um, on and off since um, university because at uni I had to read a lot and so reading the Bible then felt like, like more work um, and now with a busy, really busy work schedule um, it's quite hard to find time to sit and, and read which I'm trying to do more and more um, but listening to scripture helps me think of it as having a conversation with someone um which you are you're, this is like god's love letter to us mm. um and so by listening to it it helps me to process it in in a, in a different way so i try and mix that up a bit and then um i do want to have some more unrushed time in the bible and i found for me some space in my diary on tuesday mornings when i start work a bit later um for me that works really well so tuesday mornings i get an hour just to sit down and have like totally unrushed time reading and praying which is great um and so totally recommend trying to find space in your diary and physically blocking it out saying i've got a meeting with god that time and so i'm not going to book anything else and then i think is a is a great way to to go about that yeah that's good being really intentional about yeah. it how do you good. read the bible so <clears throat> loads of different ways again i love an audiobook so i spend a lot of time uh, listening to audiobooks um, especially with stuff around, around the bible and also listening to the bible being read to me um, but i also what i find is i've got loads of different types of bible at my house i've got a bible that's given to me that i, I class as very precious so i don't read that one very often mm. but um, i've got a very old bible that my dad had when he first became a christian that that i love i love reading um, and i once heard this really cheesy phrase but which says a ruined bible is owned by someone who isn't 
so much. Hmm. So the fact that the more you read it, the more weathered it gets, actually, yeah. the more you're taking it in. That's um, and it's, it's a cheesy comment, but it's also something that kind of challenges by really, is actually yeah. how much is the spine of our Bible actually wrinkled? How much yeah. are the pages torn and written on? Yeah. Um, and I think because the more we do that, the more we actually yeah. start soaking it all in. I was in. thinking, if I, if I spent as much, just to be real, if I spent as much time reading the Bible as I do, like flicking through like ridiculous articles on like Reddit and yeah. posts on Instagram, um, like I'd, I'd probably be leading this whole church by now. Mate, you'd have changed. <laughs> you'd have changed the world. <laughs> so there's also some really cool apps out there to kind of help us do this better. So um, for the lads out there, there's um, a, an app called He Reads Truth. And then for the girls, there's She Reads Truth. And these are just really good apps which have got the full Bible on, but also have got specific um, sessions and readings you can do to help you through different things. It also gives you nice little imagery as well, which you can post on different things. But it's just another really, really good way to get the whole Bible in your hand in a pretty relevant way. So that's He Reads Truth and She Reads Truth. So that's point number three, um, is read. So far we've had join, so join a church, join a connect group and some other stuff, and then walk, make sure you're walking alongside somebody or people to help you do life. And the third one is read, dig into the Bible, learn the ways of Jesus, soak it in, uh, and, and use your Bible for what it's there for, to teach and to inspire you. And then number four is pray. Think of the difference it would make if you began and ended each day in prayer. Not an epic 40-minute um, massive prayer, um, but challenge yourself to pray and ask God to show you what to pray for. So it might just be thanking God for the day, thanking God for the gift of your family. Whatever it is, it's just a good way to start and end your day. But also, if you are struggling, ask God, what can I pray for? It could be world issues, could be close friends, it could be personal growth for your church, or it could even just be for that one friend you have who doesn't know Jesus yet. That is a great prayer to pray. Lord, be with my friend. Let them know who you are. Um, you'd be amazed by how doing a little can change a lot when it comes to prayer. Sometimes we set these massive expectations, don't we, Luke, around, yeah. I'm going to pray for an hour every morning and two hours every night and have 30 minutes in my Bible as well. And if I don't do that, you instantly start classing yourself as a failure. Um, but actually, we're just asked to kind of be involved. We, we're asked to pray, we're asked to read. And I think, yes, it's a disciplined thing, um, but let's not, let's not set ourselves up to fail. Let's just set ourselves up to actually start doing it or start doing it more. That's great. Um, so what could people do to change straight away um, ways to help them pray more? Um, I think starting simple like I, I mean I, I would say I'm, I, I'm not an expert prayer and um, I don't pray enough and I think loads of people would say that is that you um, it, it's very easy to get busy doing other side things get distracted um, and phones are like a big um, distraction for me for not praying I can sit down and pray and get dis- distracted by something so um, if you're having some time of like just away from everything and focus on prayer like turn your phone off as like a quick win um and build in some time when you're not going to be um be disturbed but also remember prayer is um it's an ongoing conversation with um with god god's always really interested to hear from us um we don't have to speak super spiritual language we don't have to speak to him in um in like old english or anything like that we can speak to him in our own way as we would to um as we would to a close friend so um 
I guess why not say next time you feel frustrated or excited or happy or if you're um, or if something really good or really bad's happened, tell God about it and how you're feeling about it. And it, that doesn't need to even be to try and get something from God. Um, prayer isn't primarily about trying to get stuff off God. It's trying to build a relationship with him in the same way as um, when you're speaking to a friend. I hope you don't only speak to friends because you're trying to get something from them. Um, you're speaking to them because you want to build a relationship with them and you're interested in them and um, for me knowing that has helped me to um, to change the ways that I've pray and prayed from um, asking God for a shopping list of stuff that I want to happen to um, to speaking to him as I would a friend because I want to have a really good relationship with him yeah super that's great mate um, and then the last one is just commit so being rooted in a church community that prays worships and learns together is essential uh, it's a place to call home, it's a place where you can belong, and it's a place where you can build friendships and where you can grow. So when we're talking about joining, walking, reading and praying, actually being committed to uh, a church and rooted to a community of people, um, that's where discipleship can really, really start. Because commitment actually breeds trust, and commitment breeds conversation, it breeds community, and it breeds friendship. Um, so um, what can we do to help uh, people feel connected to a life being really welcoming with each other um, go and speak to people that you don't know um, get plugged into things but really um, it kind of almost links back to what we were saying at the start about finding something that you can um, you can serve in and feel a part of um, perhaps something that I have seen in students and I, I think saw first in myself is see, is thinking the need to almost like find the perfect thing to serve on or feeling like I need to um, need God to come and make it really really super clear which team I'm meant to serve on but actually there's loads of things that you could be involved in um, and just finding something to start doing to start get to get you going in in a church will, will help you feel more committed to it because the more you um, the more you can start serving in things the more you give financially into something the more you um, start building relationships with people in church um, the more connected you'll feel um, and the more of an ownership over um, what's going on you'll feel um, and suddenly church won't be this like um, absent or distant thing from you um, it'll be something that you're a part of and you um, you enjoy being a part of as well um, so um, committing I think is a, is like it's, it's like a, something you do out of an like an action before yeah. you start really feeling it and that can seem odd because when we I'm such a feelings based person like I'll just do what I feel like but if you um, behave in a certain way and you behave in a way that's committed you'll start feeling that and there's actually loads of um, psychology evidence to, to show that, that that's a, a really um, that, that, that that's true that you will feel more connected to something the more you, you, you give into it it's true for people and I think it's true for for church as well yeah and there's, there's actually a yawning chasm isn't there between joining and committing like you can join something um so like you can you can join a group of people to get inside a car um but until you commit to turning the car on and moving it forward actually you're not going to get anywhere so you can easily join something uh, which was point one which is join a connect group but until you then kind of commit into it become part of yeah. it, become part of the the heartbeat of that culture yeah um, actually that that's where again discipleship starts to come through yeah. it's okay to say yeah i'll come along 
yeah. but actually it's the, when you start to be long that's probably when it starts to yeah. start making it work a bit better for you and for other people yeah and that, I think that can make or break the uh, a connect group my heart for our connect group with um, where Claire and I lead is that um, we'll have to do less and less each week and that's not because we're lazy we want the group to feel an ownership over it that this is our group and um, people bring something to it um, rather than just turn up to receive because if um, if it's something that um, Claire and I just run each week and people come along it almost becomes like the Luke and Claire show and that's not what I want I want mm. something where um, everyone feels that they can they can own part of it that they can bring something that they can receive something as well and um, and that just creates this great um, group ownership over it which I think is so important for for discipleship when we have a culture of learning from each other and growing together Going back to the Bible verse at the start with 1 John, the purpose of discipleship is to become like Jesus, to live as Jesus did, and to follow the pathway that he sets out. And I hope that you've you've kind of come a little bit closer to understanding what that means. And what's interesting with students is um, it's the only part of church where people have come from different places, from different denominations of church, from different sets of culture that will view discipleship in loads of different ways. Um, But if we focus on just the basic thing of we want to be more like Jesus... Um, and we can t- we can discuss theology and all that different stuff aside, but all we want to be is be more like Jesus. And these are just helpful steps. Mm. So just join a community, uh, walk with other people, and find someone who can disciple you. That's great. Um, read your word, dig into that. If you want to know who Jesus is, you find out in the Bible, and then believing in Him and asking the Holy Spirit to actually inspire you to do this stuff. Um, pray more. Start some kind of routine about praying. If you're struggling to know what to pray for, ask God about it. But then also commit. Put all these words into action. Actually put your feet down and call somewhere home and commit to calling something a place where you can grow as a Christian. So this this journey to be more like Jesus is going to be an everyday walk. Um, Try and view it as as an adventure rather than a, a task or a job. Um, And imagine what can be done if we all became people who linked into a church, walked through life together, loved the world, increased our prayer life and became committed to a calling church, our home. The journey to be more like Jesus is an everyday walk. Try and view it as an adventure rather than a task or a job. Try and imagine what can be done if we all become people who linked into a church, walked through life loved the word, increased our prayer life and became committed to calling a church our home. Why don't you this week try and start this adventure and give these five areas a go? Mainly try and focus on part two, the walking section. Try and find someone you can ask to be your discipler. Ask them for a coffee, ask them for a chat and let's get this exciting journey on the way. Remember, you have to get in the car and start it before the momentum starts. So commit to that this week. Five areas. Join, walk, read, pray, and commit. You guys are absolutely brilliant. Thanks ever so much, Luke. Anything before we go? No, that's, uh, that covers everything. Really, really good to speak to you. And um, really looking forward to tonight as well. Super. Thanks. Have a great week, guys.